Hello and welcome to another episode of Cam's Cops Our Stories. Sadly, each year we deal with thousands of reports of domestic abuse, but we're working around the clock to bring offenders to justice. In this episode, we speak anonymously to a brave domestic abuse survivor who suffered threats and physical abuse at the hands of her ex-partner and hopes to encourage other victims to speak out. We will also be hearing from Detective Constable Jess Day, who investigated this case and will explain the support available to sufferers of abuse. I met him through mutual friends um, and we just hit it off basically straight away. Um, That was in May 2019. Um, It was really good in the beginning. He wasn't physical straight away, but he was like emotionally abusive pretty much um, straight away. I had gone on a night out like a week after I'd first got with him and he was ringing and asking me for videos of where I was and accusing me of stuff and yeah it got abusive pretty quickly but it weren't until we'd been together about a month and he like he beat me and hurt me for hours and hours and hours like it was never ending but after that I just felt like I was just stuck with him at that point at the time I felt confused to why like somebody that I loved so much and who I thought like loved me was doing that to me like I felt horrible he made me feel like worthless so initially kind of what what my attention is is really how tragic the case was you know how young the victim and offender both were but how much had happened between them and and I felt like we'd really only scratch the surface on on what had happened between between the victim and offender and and possible offences that had been committed um I remember that I was on late turn shift that day um my ta- uh, day turn officers had already been kind of conducting inquiries into the allegation um, and unfortunately because of the injuries that the victim sustained she wasn't really in a place to speak with us that morning so we kind of had to go on statements from other involved persons and and witnesses and hearing details of what the victim had been through assaults kind of threats to kill against her and her family I was just really concerned about the ongoing safety of the victim and her family so we were all really driven um, as a team to kind of make sure we could do everything that we could to get to the bottom of what happened and, and obviously get justice. So every single day, every single day I was accused of sleeping with his friends or not being where I said I was and um, that was daily. He would always like put me down and be horrible to me Um, and then he'd like make up for it by going and buying me some expensive clothes or shoes or bags like he always got me to forgive him I was we was arguing and he was getting like really angry and he threw all my stuff like outside um I was with my daughter and I tried to leave and he tried to snap my car door off and like rip my little girl out of my arms and it weren't until um he had like 
scared me like around her that I realized I couldn't I couldn't be with him anymore and he was a really like dangerous person so social services were involved at the time because of his history he had had and people were worried about me so they reported me to social services and um I told them what had been going on like they got me into a women's refuge and I stayed there for a while so there were kind of many different elements to the investigation um and the offender was arrested on the night of the incident itself so after receiving the initial report from the victim's mum about the kind of ongoing abuse um, and abuse that was actually occurring at that present moment, um, response officers went to the offender's home address to try and apprehend him. However, neither the victim or offender were, were there at that time. Obviously, that raised concerns for everyone involved. You know, where were they? What was going on? Um, our main priority was obviously safeguarding the victim and making sure that that we were there to kind of offer any help and and get her any you know medical attention should she need it um however when the offender saw that the police were at his house um he returned with the victim but he'd actually told the victim uh, not to tell police um the reasons why you know she had sustained those injuries and actually told her to to tell the police that they were in a car accident in a way to try and explain away her injuries um, however, it, it didn't really fool police and, and officers arrested him immediately um, and he was brought into custody, which is luckily where he stayed. Um, and luckily, we did manage to secure um, a number of offences, charges, should I say, against the suspect. Um, and he was remanded in custody and then remanded in prison until his trial. Independent domestic violence advisor um, was provided um, to the victim, um, along with alarm systems she was referred to victims hub markers were placed on her phone and address so if she was to call us again it would highlight to our control center kind of the previous history between the two and, and to make officers aware of of the history and that we needed to get there obviously as soon as we possibly could the police were actually really good um they really supported me any like any little questions i had about what was going on and if I was worried I could just ring up and they would like put my mind at ease and they they honestly did support me throughout the whole time of him being arrested to him being sentenced. Initially he pled guilty to two counts um, of threats to kill against the victim's family members but pled not guilty to all events against the victim um, so it did go all the way to Crown Court trial. Um, and then on the first day of the trial, um, the morning of, the, the suspect decides to plead guilty um, to the further offences, which were two counts of, of ABH against the victim and also threats to kill against the victim. Um, the defence actually wished for the suspect to be sentenced on that day. But rightly so, the judge refused that so they can consider the suspect's kind of previous offending history and, and kind of his dangerousness and obviously risk if he if he was released. So um, it, he was sentenced the following month and, and in total he was given 54 months. Um, so he was given 20 months for both um, each ABH, um, 54 months for threats to kill, uh, six months for another threats to kill and six months for another threats to kill. 
and they were all to run um, concurrently, which, which gave a total of 54 months. So in relation to the threats to kill, which obviously gave the highest um, sentencing time, that is one of the highest uh, sentencing you can get for threats to kill. And it, in sentencing terms and categories, it was graded um, as within the most kind of severe category. Um, and there was also a indefinite restraining order in place which means that he can't contact the victim or or her family when he is released from prison it just it just like makes me feel safe knowing that he's not around um anymore and that he can't come anywhere near me ever again and knowing that he's like paying for what he done because he's got away with so many things in the past it's, it's a good feeling to know that he's where he belongs to me I would just urge anyone, you know, who is who is going through anything or, or knows of anyone who's going through anything, you know, just to urge them to report any incidents, you know, of domestic abuse to the police. Because, you know, we are here to help um, and do everything that we can, you know, and, and each allegation we hear about or incident we go to, we take things very seriously and, and we are there to, to serve and protect you. So, if there is anything going on or any advice that you need, please don't be hesitant to, to kind of call police. Um, I know that some people are hesitant. So, you know, there's also some great organisations and charities and kind of helplines out there, you know, for people to speak to. So, you know, people like the Domestic um, Abuse Helpline, Women's Aid. Um, there's also people or organisations, especially for, you know, targeted to helping men who may experience domestic violence as well. So, respect and, and mankind initiative survivors uk there's loads of things out there kind of online that that are there to, to help you and you know you can report things anonymously if you're not ready to take that step yet um i would just always say speak to someone about it because you know you can't handle everything by yourself don't be scared of like if you can get out and safely leave don't be worried about what will happen next because there's so many places that will help you and so many you can like go into boots and tell them you're going through it and they'll help you like there's so many things they can get you into a refuge like you will be safe and you should do it because you never know like I could have died and it's just thinking that other people are going through that is horrible you know if you do have concerns for um you know, a new part that you might be with or concerned about a family member, a friend's new partner, um, then under Claire's law, you can apply for, for disclosure of information about kind of that new partner's domestic abuse history. Um, there's a lot of information about that online and you can do that through kind of your local police. So, you know, there's there's information on the, the CAMS police website about that too. Um, and I think that's a really key tool that we have to kind of safeguard, um, you know, potential victims or, or or people who are in a new relationship and, and do have those concerns my life now is honestly the best it has ever been um leaving him and putting him in, in prison was like the best thing that I had ever done with my life and honestly it's just in it's in such a good direction right now like I'm I'm allowed to work and do normal things and just live my life and have my friends and family back and yeah life is really good.
Thank you to DC Jess Day and particularly the domestic abuse survivor for courageously coming forward to tell her story. And thank you for listening. We hope you found it insightful. Remember to look out for the next episode of Cam's Cops Our Stories on our YouTube channel. If you've been affected by the content of today's podcast or want to know more about the support options available to those suffering domestic abuse, please visit our website cams.police.uk forward slash domestic abuse.